are back. We are back. You we guys are. aren't back. Well, oh you are, but we gosh. are back. Gosh. We're back. Apologies. Wow. It's I'm been a while, guys. So sorry. Like, that was just a mixture of us. Well, Jaron was gone for a while, I and we, we failed to record any reserve episodes. Yeah. Um, it's been and, just a rough And then he got back, and we just didn't. We didn't do it. We, we just re- crapped out. Well, no. We've I, been so consistent. Well, yeah. at least not longer than you two can, weeks at, out. At least I have. <laughs> you guys can give us a break just this month. Yeah, chill, everybody. Guys, calm down. We, We're back, though. I'm we so happy. It. It'll be consistent. And I think from here on out, I think this episode will be fun, hopefully, and like you'll learn something and you'll have a good time. That's what I want you to get out of this. <laughs> I want you guys to think about this episode and say to yourself, wow, if Jason put this much effort into his schoolwork, he'd be graduated already. He would make millions. But that's not what we're talking about right now because we have to go over news. We yeah. do. Um, but we're back. In, in way of news, there's been so much that have pa- happened I know, there's like three too weeks. much. I'm, I'm honestly going to just like... It's like four weeks. It's been like four weeks. <sighs> but you know, it's New Year, New Us, you know. New Us. New mm. Us. We're, we're starting off... We're going to like... We're starting off on the wrong foot if it's we really New Year, are. New Us. <laughs> like, we should... I think we're going to start off with like the most recent news because, you know, from the past like three or four weeks, we're going to hope that you guys know some of that. Yeah, if you guys don't you know really already, care. then we're certainly not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, by way of news... Uh, some of the newer stuff is from this past week. Mark Strong was cast as Dr. Sivana in the Shazam movie. Oh. Um, also, there's a rumor that they've casted the wizard that gives Billy Batson his power. Oh. So. That's a, Shazam the wizard? Yeah, Shazam the wizard. Nice. Yeah, so that movie's really coming along. Oh, and it also, as far as DC movies go, they've updated their roster. Um, I should probably pull that up, but <laughs> it like we've got like Suicide Squad two, Man of Steel two. Um, I think they put Flash, Nightwing, Batman, all these other cool movies in there. Wonder Woman two, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. I mean, all of the uh, other stupid ones that nobody cares about aren't confirmed to be made. You know, like Gotham City Sirens, which would be cool, but yeah. like we don't need it. Yeah. We don't need it. <laughs> and like Black Adam. Just put him in the Shazam movie. And I'm yeah, cool, totally. Honestly, yeah. it feels unnecessary to, to. Well, I mean, it's Dwayne the Rock. I mean, nothing's unnecessary. That's true. That's as long as we got Dwayne, dude. Jumanji's killing it out there in the theaters. <laughs> dude, I loved Jumanji. That's some news. I, have, I loved Jumanji. I did too. Honestly, <laughs> it was a good time. It was. It was a genuinely good time. If you haven't seen it, go see it. It's got two thumbs way up from both Jason and myself. <laughs> I didn't dislike it. It was funny. I mean, like, it was dumb, but it was funny. Jaren thinks he's too cool for Jumanji. I am too cool for <laughs> Jaren doesn't like DTR Josie. <laughs> yeah, DTR Josie is too good for you, Me Jaren. and Hanzo go way back, okay? You keep trying to make Hanzo happen, and it's not going to happen. It's my thing, man. <laughs> so? You don't even respect him in Jumanji. Not true. I respect him in the game plan. Dude, Jack Black was super funny in that movie. He was, he was, he was so super good. funny. Yeah. It was awesome. It was. Um, anyway, uh, what do you guys got? What are you, what are you thinking? Um, I got three little bits. Um, one, Black Panther pre-sale tickets have broken the record for most pre-sale tickets. Whoa. Nice. Um, what is it, Star Wars? Yeah. 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 Holy crap. So that's pretty cool. Um, also, I won the bet with Jason. <laughs> yeah, oh, he true. sure did. Yeah. I'm glad we you... didn't address that. Glad you brought it up, pal. <laughs> 
<laughs> so now Jason is going to buy my ticket to episode nine. Yeah. Um, but like quick refresher, it wasn't revealed or hinted at that Finn was force sensitive. In in my defense, <laughs> I don't need to like you know defend myself. I don't feel like, but you know the movie kind of defied a lot of people's expectations. <laughs> you know he went a totally different route. So what if? You know, homie. What G, if the JJ. original trajectory was to have Finn? Yeah. And well, then JJ might make it happen in episode nine. You know, that's actually an interesting thing that they've been talking about because Ryan Johnson said that you know the whole thing with Ray's parents—that is exactly what he meant, like for them to be nobodies. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that JJ's the director, he can change that if he want. Like Maybe he can go make better, it. not <laughs> go double or nothing. Here we go. <laughs> double twists, each thing undone. Yeah, remake the bet. And what will Jason owe you if, <laughs> if he is not in episode nine? Again. Ugh. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about Last Jedi again. We haven't done a review episode for no. Last Jedi. I don't know yeah. if we need an entire episode for it. Well, and I'm sure Maybe we, we, do. we may talk a little bit about it in today's episode, but who knows? I know I'm going to bring up a thing or two. Yeah, yeah we could. Yeah. Um, also, um, the Amazon Middle Earth series is set to film in 2019 and release in 2020. Very cool. Wow. Yeah, that's very cool. Sooner than I thought. Yeah, so that's very exciting. Um Someone was saying that that'll probably that that release date is strategic to kind of fill the void after Game of Thrones is done because mm. the final season ends in 2019. So I mean that's wise of them to do. Um, I couldn't be more excited for it. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I okay. This is my my putting it out there in the universe. If someone you know has anything to do with this series. Please let them get in touch with me so I can be part of it. I just want to be an orc in the background or something. I'm sure we all do. You always, like, watch those YouTubers or read, like, posts on Reddit of, like, somebody who knows somebody in the movie business. (laughs) And, like, they always know spoilers or something. So if you are that person, (laughs) (laughs) get in touch. Call us. I can send you an audition video. I will do anything. I can make noises, I can gurgle, <laughs> I can... I can sit there. I can just, around. I can be a corpse. Okay, you can be a dead guy. If you need me to. Yeah. yeah. Like a really dramatic corpse. <laughs> <laughs> like cross-eyed, tongue out. Still twitching a little bit. Yeah, like, cut, what's this dead guy doing? <laughs> Sorry, I just thought I'd take an angle. Get him out of here. <laughs> no, please. Um, oh, man. Yeah. Jared and I are both currently, this isn't news, but it is. We're both currently reading... Uh, Fellowship of the Ring, and it's amazing. It is the best piece of fiction <laughs> the world has ever seen. You forgot to say arguably, <laughs> but it is. I'm not. I don't. The best I don't. I think, fiction. I think he meant it. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it uh, it's so amazing. No, it, it's one of the best. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I'm so so. St- it just makes me so happy. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, that's that's my news. Honestly, there has been a ton. Yeah, and I've got like a little bit more. If, we needed. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a, a ton just because it's like I wouldn't know where to start. I mean, little by little we get updates about, you know, the Obi-Wan movie, yeah. you know, and we inch closer to ho- hopefully, most hopefully, having Ewan McGregor. Um, Liam Neeson has expressed his interest to return to the role of Qui-Gon because um, we know that in episode three... At the very end, Yoda's like, I have training for you. I'm going to talk to your old buddy, Qui-Gon. 
So we maybe could get some Liam Neeson Forest Ghost action, which mm-hmm. I'd be happy about. That'd be cool. Um, man, other than I mean, we we've seen images of the new Ant Man and Wasp movie. We know what Wasp looks like. It's kind of cool. Oh man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. No trailer for Solo yet. No, so, oh my gosh, that is one Nothing big question mark. It comes out in like five months. It has an uh, official yeah. synopsis. They released a synopsis. Oh, yeah, really. Yeah, and no, but trailer. it's nothing. But it's nothing we didn't already know. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, come on, this adventure will where you follow Han Solo. You like, lovable okay, well, smuggler. <laughs> like <laughs> that's what I was expecting. Han is in this. <laughs> yeah, but uh, other than that, no, I I think. I mean, it was Christmas, and I think <laughs> really we're we're pretty sorry crappy on no on this front currently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're just gonna focus on the the beautiful content of this beautiful sode, yeah. right? Um, Jay? Yeah. A couple more things. Um, oh yeah. Just real quick, there was like this like a little award show thing for comic books. It was like a retailer's <laughs> fake news awards. <laughs> yeah, fake <laughs> news awards. No. Comics are fake news. <laughs> it was like this this comic book award show for like retailers mostly dealt with like sales and stuff like that um dc took home almost all of them Makes sense. except marvel took home one and then there was like others like black or dark, dark horse and stuff that like took home a couple but like yeah. dc freaking dominated in that's the cool. award show so that's kind of cool um uh, i forgot to mention flashpoint has its directors now oh really who um i was just barely looking it up because i forgot their names <laughs> But they wrote Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh, oh, cool! Is and it da- John Daly or John Stewart? Uh, <laughs> two dudes. Um, John Daly show. Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah. Oh, Trevor Noah. That would be the most interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, racially charged. Flashpoint. Hmm. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm having a hard time finding it, even though I directly searched it. Hmm. I, I know that, well, I mean, another thing is, I know the new Black Lightning oh, it just came out. TV yep. show oh, yeah. series <laughs> just came out. Um, a lot of people really people love it. Love people it, are dude. loving it. And it's, you know, I think it's really taking advantage of kind of being a minority and being a superhero and how that kind of, I don't know, just the the modern environment of what it would be like to be a black superhero. I think it's doing good. And I think we may see a little bit of that. But not a ton in Black Panther because it's not like he's an American black superhero. He's an he's African. His own country. Yeah. yeah. But still, I think you get a little bit of that. Um, but it's very cool. Yeah. I saw a little bit of that with Luke Cage. Um, but Black Lightning looks sweet. Yeah. John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein John are the, going to be the Flash directors. Yeah, which is interesting. Which is going to be cool. Um, on other news... Castlevania season two on Netflix, baby, <laughs> comes out this summer. So if you haven't watched the first season of Castlevania on Netflix, it's tight. And this is important to me because Castlevania Symphony of the Night is, I think, is my favorite video game of all time. Mm. So bold, bold indeed. Wow. <clears throat> not cool. not for me, dude. It's my personal opinion, so it's not that bold. I know. I I can't. I couldn't say I have a favorite video game of all time. I, oh, like, I, I just think it's bold to claim that there is one favorite for even... I'm so bad at picking favorite things, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm so bad. Do you, you just said you could pick oh, a yeah. favorite video game? And what? You, yeah, he's going to give me crap for it, but I've never had more fun playing a video game Super Smash Bros. Oh, no, that's not... Oh, yeah, you've, you you've said that, that before. That's yeah, okay. I love it. I mean, like, 
It, yeah, you're it's wrong. Weird. Yeah, see, that's what I'm waiting for. I mean, like, it's weird, but... That's what I was waiting for. Just kidding, it's fun. Um, is that all we got for now? Is that all we're going to say? I think say? so. I think just moving forward, <laughs> once yeah. we're back on the horse and a little more in tune with it, we've all had a nice little break, but it's time to step up to the plate. <laughs> okay, so... I'm going to read a little bit of fanfic. I need to say one thing real quick. I haven't read it. Oh, my um, word. I, th- <laughs> I, I found it real quick. I read the first little bit and then jumped somewhere in the middle. So I don't know what's going to happen. I know <laughs> what happens at the very beginning. Um, Anakin and Obi-Wan, like, Anakin's sick because he had some, like, five-alarm chili or something like that. <laughs> um, and Obi-Wan's, like, cooking him food or something while he sleeps. There you go. Um, All the, uh, this is the second. It's It sounds like another sitcom, Star Wars sitcom <laughs> that you did, like, last time. We don't know what is going to happen. Oh, my word. Anyway, I'm going to start reading it, and we'll find out together what happens. Whew. So I literally just jumped in the middle. Obi-Wan Kenobi is 35 years, 363 days, and 21 hours old. I don't know why that was important. Hours. (laughs) Really. And he he just cannot stop the anger, the frustration, the tears. He isn't sure if it's just um, the onset of midlife crisis or maybe it's something more curable. Something that meditation would take care of. But the void in his heart is a hole that will never seem to fill. He is proud of his accomplishments, of who he has become, but he's ashamed that none of it will ever matter if he can't get what he wants, what he lacks. Is this all because of the chilies? <laughs> is this all co- oh, okay. Love. I thought this was about the five alarm chilies. What's going on? I thought Obi-Wan did find love. Maybe it took a bit far. of a turn, baby. Um, <laughs> he's known love, sure. That was the first mistake. One that he vowed he'd never make again. He'd loved Qui-Gon. <laughs> well, Just wait, as Qui-Gon had loved him. Oh, hang wait, on, wait, hang wait. on, hang on now. We'll let him continue. If you... We'll hey, let him continue. I'm not head. If this... Okay, go. Even as Qui-Gon <laughs> lectured him about how wrong love was, Qui-Gon loved him. Obi-Wan enjoyed coming home every night to a warm apartment, to warm arms that he could rest in. Oh, no. Are you, are you sullying the two most <laughs> beloved oh, Star no. Wars characters? <laughs> it was a simple love. One that needed no words. It was uncomplicated in its very nature. A mutual agreement that <laughs> to watch one another's back, to protect the other. That's okay, fine. That's, I like that. To keep That's... each other warm without forming attachments. Yeah. Of course, Obi-Wan had failed in every way. <laughs> what? <laughs> he had failed in protecting his master and in not forming an attachment to him. For months after his master's death and at the end of the Sith, or at the hands of the Sith, oh, it was um, Obi-Wan had perched at the edge of his bed, his new Padawan crawling mercilessly over him like a jungle gym. What? Wait, what's going on, Jay? You're, Jay, I, okay. You're weirding me out. <laughs> You're jumping from like, okay, this is a healthy, I didn't write this. healthy love over to this like, like mad at Jason sexual, how could you? <laughs> and for the first time in his, in his life, he experienced hatred. Hatred for the Sith and hatred for Qui-Gon for leaving him. For putting him in an impossible situation, allowing him to fall in love, and then experience loss. The addition of Anakin in his life was no consolation. The young one did nothing but ask questions, which uh, most of which Obi-Wan had no answers for. Qui-Gon, gentle, wise Qui-Gon Jinn, had chosen Anakin to love. And upon his death, 
passed that choice on to Obi-Wan. Even worse, Obi-Wan had made that choice, sealing his never-ending cycle of error. Obi-Wan wanted to believe that Anakin isn't fully aware of how much his words and actions hurt him. He wants to think that deep inside, Anakin feels the same way about him. He spends sleepless nights mulling over everything Anakin says, looking for any sign that Anakin has affection or even care for his former master. He examines his touches, his actions, for anything that speaks his of, a mutual, of a mutual <laughs> desire. I'm really confused. And of course, he doesn't find any. He feels and fills in the gaps with fantasy. He is ashamed of his mind and ability to accurately depict he and Anakin. Oh. <laughs> oh if you need to stop, you stop. <laughs> I, I would right now. get off this train. Like, I just saw his face. It, it took a hard right turn. Like, wow. Like, it was just like eloquently like putting things out there like maybe, maybe not. Yeah. And then it's like... On the countertops. Oh, stop, <laughs> but, stop. <laughs> um, using strong language to... Oh, my... <laughs> okay, that's... I think we... Okay, wow, so... This got hard. They're, oh. re- they're reading it right now. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Okay, all right. <laughs> they're pointing at the screen for those listeners. Okay, this is obscene. It got absolutely wrong. Oh, so we're going to... Read this We're going to shut that down. Guys, if you can, if you're not gonna read like, it out loud, like this got in, this okay, got. We'll show you later. Here's the thing. Oh my god. Like, there there are some fan fictions that are subtle. Mm-hmm. This one is very not subtle. No, this is this leaves nothing to the imagination. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Wait, is it? Did it first? Like, literally, like it was the hardest right turn. Yeah. Like you heard me read everything. Yeah. And then where I stopped, yeah. it got Im- profoundly dirty. Wow. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool job, Jay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> that was fun. Um, I really worked hard at looking for that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's the sode? This one is it's about the sexual lives. <laughs> we talked about the beginnings of the the Sith. You bet we at did. one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't. Well, actually, we talked a whole lot about the Jedi, and we'll find out in that episode. Um, but in this one, we're going to talk a little bit more about the beginnings of the Jedi according to the legends. Mm-hmm. Um, legends. So this is... Old canon. Old canon. Yeah. Not the new stuff. In the new stuff, there's not like a whole lot. There is a little yeah. bit, but not enough yeah. to do an episode gonna say, In the new stuff, I mean, you can cover it in like one second. You just talk about the first Jedi temple... And that's really it. Well, the mean, comics too is is new. Oh, I guess that that, that technically yeah. is canon. That's yeah. right. Okay. Like, and, yeah. and so there's more. They've got a whole bunch of books, like uh, Twilight of the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, is that Order canon? Sixty six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's okay. new. That's new. Yeah, all these new stuff. Um, but there's a lot more, and like I said earlier, we actually covered a lot of the history in the Sith episode. So there's a lot that we won't go over mm-hmm. because right. there's so much that we talked about already. Mm-hmm. Um. So what we're going to do is we're going to start off with where it all began. Okay. Just like in the Sith episode, we talked about there was a Sith race. Mm -hmm. Well, there wasn't a Jedi race. No. Okay. There was an organization. Yeah. Um, There was an organization called the Jedi. With J-E-D apostrophe A-I-I? J-E apostrophe D-A-I-I. Oh, okay. And the (laughs) I-I is pronounced like E. I-E. Jedi. Like Hawaii. Oh. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like a like, Moana thing. No, it's Latin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, anyway, the Jedi f- Order was formed on the planet Tython. Tython. 
Um, and it was a planet that was f- strong in force energy, mm-hmm. um, as they tend to be with, what was it, Korriban? Or, yeah. Yeah, with the Sith. Um, and the Jedi w- were essentially a group of people, kind of like philosophers. Um, they were like a think tank, um, a study group, we'll call them. <laughs> a Bible study. Yeah, and they studied all aspects of the Force. They studied the Ashla and the Bogan. Um, they also studied Bendu. So Ashla is the light, mm-hmm. Bogan is the dark, yeah, and Bendu balance. is the balance. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't allowed to favor one or the other. And if they did, they were actually sent away to meditate. Mm. So they were basically given a little bit of a time and out. They were sent to one of the moons because there were two moons of Tython. And that's part of where they get the philosophy of the Jedi kind of mindset of there's two there's two moons. And so that's it's the, like the light and the dark and the balance. The dichotomy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they would look up into the, the, the night sky and like they'd see, you know, the light and the dark. Mm-hmm. So that's true. Um, Darkness rises <laughs> and light to meet it. So, yeah, basically these guys were very heavy on balance. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't just favor the dark or just favor the light. You had to be very immersed in balance. Yeah, and sounds like my kind of force. I was going to say, it we, was pretty good. Which is, yeah. which is mm-hmm. pretty sweet. I mean, and it's kind of where, I mean, jumping into new canon, I think that's where we see the Jedi kind of headed now, or at least Hopefully. Rey, Rey and yeah. Kylo. Maybe. And you'll see, so in history, obviously things changed. Um but, like I mentioned earlier, if they did start to, like, favor one or the other, they were basically sent to meditate, like, in isolations until they, you know, fixed get, that. Get your crap together. Um, but they were very, like, they were very forgiving people. Like, if you were doing something wrong, like, they'd have you fix it, but then they'd always invite you back. So they were, mm-hmm. the Jedi were really cool, actually. Very That's fond cool. of timeouts. Yeah. Um, the Jedi on the planet Tython had nine temples. And each temple had their temple master. And in order to gain mastery in the Jedi order, you had to travel to each temple and study to hone different skills. So there were the nine temples consist of the Temple of Balance, Science, Arts, Healing, Knowledge, the Jedi Academy, Martial Arts, f- Force Skills, and the Forge. Oh, wow. Yeah, the Forge is just where you like build stuff out of metal. And yeah. That's kind of cool. Sweet. Yeah. So, yeah, they'd go to there to, like, study and hone their different skills to become masters in the Order. So, time went on. The Jedi uh, sort of live in isolation and peace for, like, a millennia or mm-hmm. something crazy like that. 10,000 years or something. It, honestly, like, over all of Star Wars history, everything takes place over thousands and yeah. thousands of years. It's, it's, it is crazy because I think they, they, their initial, like bringing of that first order was in like 35,000 whatever something BB or what BBY BBY yeah and then in 26,000 literally 10,000 that's such a long time yeah. <laughs> for something to finally happen it's Honestly. like they got bored after 10,000 years and that's exactly how it goes because after a friggin millennia someone shows up something called a force hound hmm now a force hound is basically a force sensitive person who is commissioned by the Infinite Empire, which was the first major galactic government in Star Wars uh, old canon. Mm -hmm. Um, And a Force Hound was sent to hunt down other Force-sensitive people, and he was kind of like a gladiator. Like, he would kind of just, like, fight them. Um, And what's cool about Force Hounds, well, it's not really... I don't know how cool it is, but Force Hounds are covered head-to-toe in tattoos of their name. (laughs) 
What? <laughs> like, head to toe, just covered in tattoos of their name. I kind of dumb. I, I kind of dig it. It's kind of like, Jaren, 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 Because you would dig it. <laughs> so what's kind of cool about this is the reason they had their name tattooed all over their body was so that they could be identified just in case the battle didn't go so well. <laughs> their body's blown to smithereens. At least one part of their body's intact. Yep, this oh, is Jaren. This, this is his finger. This is Jaren. <laughs> so um, the visitation of the Force Hound kind of set things in motion for everything to just go downhill and just to suck. Yeah. Um, the Jedi were completely shaken, and they fell apart completely. Um, this caused a civil war, mm-hmm. and this is known as the great first great conflict between the light side and the dark side. Um, and basically what had happened was there was a group of Jedi that were basically enamored by the light side, and they thought it was the most virtuous path. Mm-hmm. Um, so they split apart, calling themselves the Jedi, and they created the first Jedi Council, which consisted of Rajivari, Garen Jard, Garen Jolly, <laughs> yeah, my twin um, brother, Calabrim, not Calabrim, Calabrim Borg, nice, and Terz Senden. They believed that they were given command over the Force in order to use it to help those in need. So they were actually like good people, noble, yeah. Um, but Master Rajivari. Um, one of the founders, he broke away and encouraged other fo- other people to follow him and abandon the light side and look for Bogan, the dark, uh, for guidance and power. Mm-hmm. This comes directly from the, the wiki, by the way, this little section that I'm yeah, reading. Yeah. Um, Rajivari's followers were attacked by the Jedi Order um, when the true dark sons were scattered and leaderless. The victorious Jedi Council decided to abandon Tython, taking with them all surviving texts and scriptures that they could find. Yeah. So, I mean, there, I mean, in that early point, as soon as you have kind of introduced this rogue character, I guess the Force Hound, Mm -hmm. it kind of just polarizes them. Yeah. And it it creates, okay, right now there's no longer a balance that we're focusing on. It's either you're all light or you're all dark. It threw everything off balance. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and that's where we get the new, the word Jedi – J E D I, mm-hmm. right? And that's where we kind of the birth of the Jedi Order comes. It's just this full commitment to light. Yeah. And then, the, the, like a dark rogue Jedi, kind of split off. And and I'm not sure. Is that where the, the Sith begin? Or no, does... the Sith didn't believe, begin for like several millennia later. Actually. Okay, so it takes a while for them to actually formally yeah. become the Sith. Yeah. Well, S- meanwhile, actually, like during this time, actually, um, on other planets. There were, um, you know, people studying the dark side. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, like, before you see people like the Dark Jedi. Um, and we'll get mm. to the Dark Jedi in a second. Okay, okay. Because that happens in the first Great Schism. Got it. Right. So, um, basically, the people who called themselves the Jedi left, and they set up a base on the planet Osis. And while on the planet Osis, the Jedi were still imbuing swords with force energy, um, as they did, mm-hmm. like metal swords, they mm-hmm. put it with force energy to make them stronger. Mm-hmm. Until a mysterious man that wasn't named in the research that I did um, introduced them to a new technology that they called force sabers, which is what? lightsabers. They just called them force sabers at the time. Cool. Okay. 
Yeah, and it was just basically this new technology where they used the force and they were able to freeze a laser beam. Hmm. So that's mm. basically, I guess, what a lightsaber is at the time. It's like what kind yeah, of interesting. What kind of Ren? Yeah, kind of looks like that. Yeah, and he does that. That's cool. Um, that explains why they stop to a certain point. Yeah. Maybe those are primitive ones. Maybe they improve the technology where they don't have to anymore. Yeah, mm. it's true. Yeah, I guess if you like, <laughs> not yeah. the new ones stop focusing and suddenly they zoom, yeah. like shoot Lose out of there. I lost it again. Your handle just becomes a blaster. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so like several years go past. Um, the Jedi are training one another. They're building. They're getting stronger until they were discovered by the Galactic Republic, and they joined the Galactic Republic and became the defenders of the peace. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's and that's the. Um, Republic that we know mm-hmm. today, <laughs> that we know in, in Star Wars, Nowadays. Is, is the Republic before the Our Empire. glorious Republic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and <laughs> your new empire. <laughs> but it's interesting because realizing how much time really does have to take place from the beginning of the Jedi, even to get to the formation of the Sith. Like, it's so old. The Jedi really is in very, very, very ancient order. Yeah. It's... Isn't I think it's like it's got to be like the oldest organization in Star Wars lore because I can't think of anything before. Well, there was that, there was right? the the Infinite Empire, which is the first Galactic Empire, which I guess could be one of the first organizations. I'm I'm sure there are other organizations, but the Jedi are older than the Sith. Yeah. So very older. Um, anyway, this leads us to a kind of a shaky spot um, where the history gets kind of hard to tell because I told so much in the. Sith episode, mm-hmm. all the stories that I told about the different Sith the wars lords and, and the, the, mm-hmm. all the different wars, I talked so much because the Jedi were always involved in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to like just briefly go over some of those yeah. and not go into detail at all. Yeah. And if, I mean, if you want more of like a timeline, I think go to the Sith episode because we, you gave yeah. pretty comprehensive yeah. Yeah. point for point, battle for battle of and Sith yeah. for Sith of yeah. where we were and like how, how the Jedi kind of interweave through all of that. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they were directly involved with all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those, and one of the first major ones was um, the first Great Schism. Um, most of the, the main events in the timeline were known as the Schisms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, especially ones that, that involved the Jedi because that's where the Jedi left the Order and became Sith or studied the dark side was right. in these Schisms. Um, so as we talked about in those episodes, the first Great Schism had a young Jedi named Zendor who kind of wanted to learn more about the dark side, and he thought it should have been part of the teachings, um, but the Jedi Council didn't like that. So he led away a group of students to form his own academy um, that taught the dark side. Jedi didn't like that. That no. caused conflict. Mm-hmm. Zendor started spreading propaganda to the Republic, but the Republic was like, hey, yo, dude, um, we believe the Jedi, like, you're full of crap. <laughs> and, and there was a huge war that erupted. And that was the first Great Schism. Um, what year did the first Great Schism happen? Dude, I didn't take down dates. Okay, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll like, try to look it up. Uh, and the reason I didn't take down dates is because there's too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First off, and none of it makes sense to me because it's always, like, 3,652 BBY. And none of that means anything to me. Yeah. It really, it, so that's why I didn't do it. I don't blame you. Anyway, um, many years later, uh, a Jedi, a young Jedi, follows 
the call of the Force, and he travels and discovers the planet Ilum. Mm. The planet Ilum is one of the most sacred planets for the Jedi. It's where the younglings would go to harvest kyber crystals and, you know, to continue their training. It's mm-hmm. just a very sacred um, planet, so that's important to mention. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to bring that up in a little bit when I talk about some more stuff. Yeah. Um, and the Republic continues to expand. Um, until the second Great Schism, where several dark Jedi break off from the Order, and this sparks the Hundred Year Darkness. Um, the dark Jedi are defeated in the Battle of Corbos, and they are exiled. And this which lead, this is what leads to the discovery of Zyost and Korriban, right. um, those planets. And this is where the official Sith are formed. Right, because the Sith race, or whatever they're called. Were they called yeah, like the there was Sith the Dark people? Jedi, there were the other like organizations. There were, there were Sith Lords at this time, like, but there wasn't the official Sith organization. Mm. What, what about the, wasn't there a race of people that yeah. were, like, strong with the dark mm-hmm. side? Yeah, and, and that was that was also really old. That was more with the Jedi-E okay. around that time. And that was, the, again, the, kind of early, the formation of starting to see dark side users and harnessing that a little bit. Yeah. Um, it, was, it might have been a little bit after the Jedi-E. Anyway, um, that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And there was a whole lot of Sith history um, that was going on that we already mentioned that the Jedi were directly involved with. There was the Third Great Schism, um, the attack of the Mandalorians. This is where we see people like Darth Revan and Malak, mm-hmm. um, where Revan basically defeats the Mandalorians basically by himself with like a group of other Jedi. Um, he later turns to the dark side and then back to the light again. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked all about his story and how he turns from the dark side to the light again. And which involves actually a really cool Jedi who had the gift of foresight and saw that Malak was going to betray Revan. Um, he saved Revan's life, but it, that knocked him unconscious. And that's how they turned him back to the light. Uh, I oh, yeah, they brainwashed him. Yeah, basically. Revan? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I already I talked about, about that, that, and so yeah. I don't want to go over it again. Yeah, that's <laughs> what. Um... And then this is, after this is when the Sith Triumvirate emerges, and this mm-hmm. is Darth Nihilus, Sion, and Treya, and they basically destroy pretty much all the Jedi by themselves. <coughs> and this is where a, a cool Jedi comes in named Mitra Surik, and I'm going to mention her real quick, even though I already kind of did last time. Mitra Surik, uh, she followed Revan... Um, into battle against the Mandalorians, which was against the wishes of the Jedi Council. I talked a bit about that. Um, they went into battle against the Mandalorians and basically ended that war, and they were seen as heroes. Um, after Revan turned to the dark side, and after his whole thing um, happened, Mitra Surik uh, came against the Darth, or the Sith Triumvirate, Darth Nihilus and Sion, Treya, and she basically single-handedly defeated them all, <laughs> which is really cool. That is cool. Yeah, she wrecked them. Those are some of those early, I guess, Sith and Jedi are just so powerful. They're like so powerful. Revan is arguably the strongest Sith. I think maybe yeah. Sidious is that's arguable with him, but he literally is just like unstoppable in yeah. such a big way. And they had like they had crazy cool powers. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I'm gonna mention one in. Um, a little bit. I think it was 
Yeah, I'll, I'll mention one in a second. That's kind of cool and might sound a little bit familiar. Okay. Um, so yeah, Mitra Sukra, she defeats the, the Sith Triumvirate by herself almost, <laughs> and she restarts the Jedi Order. So that's really great. Um, until the fourth great schism occurs, and the new Sith Wars last for over a thousand years. And during those years is when Darth Bane and the Brotherhood of Darkness were in power. Mm. Darth Bane was a part of the Brotherhood of Darkness. This was started by um, Darth... He wasn't a Darth because it was... Uh, what was his name? Shakir Khan? <gasps> Not Shaka Khan. Darth was, Shaka Khan? Um, there, there was another one oh <laughs> earlier that was the Shaka Khan. This oh, was, no. This was like <laughs> Sakari Khan. Oh. Um, oh. He didn't use the, the Darth name, right? but he started the Brotherhood of Darkness, and Bane was a part of that until Bane was the only surviving member of the Brotherhood of Darkness, mm-hmm. and he started the, the whole Darth thing, the, the rule, rule of two, two and yeah. stuff like that. Well, <clears throat> during that time of the Brotherhood of Darkness, um, there was a Jedi Lord named Jedi Lord Hoth. And named what? Jedi Lord. <laughs> Jedi Lord Hoth. He got a whole planet named after him. Woo. Oh, wow. Um, and he created the Army of Light. He created the Army Tight. of Light to fight the Brotherhood of Darkness. Um, and this army was a militarized branch of the Jedi. But after the defeat of the Brotherhood, the Republic th- thought that the Sith were all gone. So they dismantled the Army of Light completely. This demilitarized the Jedi. Um, however, the Sith weren't completely gone like the Republic thought. They were just working in secret under Bane's Rule of Two. And they were growing very large and very powerful. And we saw how that came when, a little bit later with the rise of Darth Sidious. Um, he initiates the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. He, you know, kills all the Jedi, mm-hmm. as we've seen in the movies. Man, he, he really had such a good plan. He really thought it through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually, like, the rise of Darth Sidious is what causes the Jedi to militarize once again. Right. Is mm-hmm. once the Clone Wars started, the Jedi were like, all right, we got to get this together. Get an army, yeah. And mm-hmm. they film, formed their army to fight in the Clone Wars. Master Sifo-Dyas. And, yeah, this is where all the prequels and the original series come into play, mm-hmm. um, which we all know so well. much, so love. We so love it. <laughs> so love it is, it is what so we beloved. do. Um, actually, I was going to mention something. So, in... The Sith, the Great Sith War, um, or the New Sith Wars, I think it was, with the, the Brotherhood of Darkness, um, one, uh, Khan would use this ability where he created um, large amounts of, like, force projections mm-hmm. of, like, soldiers, like thousands of, of projections of soldiers Jeez. to make the army appear bigger than it actually was. Neat. Ooh. Yeah, so that's really cool. And it talks all about that in a Dark Horse comic called Jedi vs. Sith. Like a little Potemkin village. <laughs> kind of. Uh, <laughs> I think, man, because we, we, I mean, can we talk about Last Jedi, spoilers, stuff? Oh, it's long past Okay, okay, I just, I just want to check with you guys. Force, I mean, making force projections... Obviously, you got to be pretty strong to do. It takes a lot of force energy, so mm-hmm. to be able to create armies, like force project armies, yeah, that's, that's old sweet. canon though. So we don't know what kind of effort it is compared true. to Luke just projecting himself. True. Yeah. Very true. That's true. <sighs> and so uh, like, this is, <laughs> like it, it's weird how it kind of like goes back and forth. It feels like mm-hmm. it's like in old canon, it seems like everyone's insanely powerful, but in the movies, they're like 
moderately powerful. Yeah, yeah. But, but now we see a re, like a resurgence of them being more powerful as yeah. far as with lights. Like, it's like Ray can lift all those rocks yeah. and she's never yeah, learned yeah, anything. Yeah. And she's you know? like, <laughs> happy-go-lucky. Yeah. So it's, like, it's almost like people are like, powerful again. Yeah, <laughs> Which I think I'm part of that, about. <laughs> I think part of that when people d- do tend to say, how could Ray have beaten Kylo? How could she do all these things? The the Again, the force is operating within her and it does have its own will. True. Yeah. And I think that's important for critics to remember yeah. is that it's it's clear. I mean, it's in the it's in the Jedi path, the book. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's talking about the Force. It does have a will of its own. Yeah, it's man- it manifests differently in everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so uh, that you know, Ray's apparent obvious ability, and she's op- she's certainly just inherently yeah, powerful. She's a prodigy. Um, you know that a lot of that can be attributed to the Force operating within her. She's a good conduit. Yep, and we've seen Kylo become a lot more powerful as well. True. I mean, they even did a the lightsaber pull from Force Awakens into Last Jedi, and we see that they were matched now yeah. in Last Jedi. So Ooh. that's important to mention. Certainly. Interesting. Um, yeah. Where you want us to head next, yeah, Jay? Jay. Um, Take us on this adventure. So that's basically like all of the history that I can really give okay. um, at this point. So Who's what that? we're going to do is we're going to jump into a little bit of the Jedi training. I want to learn there you go. a little bit about that. Tell me. Deal. So. That's Elijah Webb. The Jedi have a pretty consistent system for, for training. Um, there are four stages that a Jedi can be in. Um, there's the Jedi Initiate, which is younglings. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have a Jedi Padawan, a Jedi Knight, and a Jedi Master. Um, the Initiate is the younglings. They basically start their individual instruction, which occasionally for humanoids can be anywhere from two to four years, mm-hmm. uh, which is why we saw the issue with Anakin being introduced when he was already like 10, and they're saying, oh, no, he's too old. Oh, I thought you said it. This is where we see the issue where Anakin murders oh. uh, <laughs> scores. Also an issue. Younglings. Yes. Um, but they receive their training just in the Jedi Temple. Uh, they actually have groups, little clans, that they join as initiates um, or they work together in these separate clans. And there's like bear and dragon <laughs> and a number of these different clans with different focuses. Boy Scouts. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, with Each of these clans has a different focus. A bear is fearless. A dragon is tenacious. Helios focuses on the force. And there are a number of those which... I think are a little bit silly, so I don't actually want to focus <laughs> on them. <laughs> um, but they are, they begin learning these force methods. Um, there are three pillars of Jedi training, I suppose, and that's the force, or three pillars of just the Jedi in general, mm-hmm. and that's the force, knowledge, and self-discipline. Ooh. And I can talk about those in a moment, uh, but I'll continue. After the initiate, they become a Jedi Padawan, and that is when a knight or a master takes a youngling, an initiate, and chooses one of them to train. There are, uh, there's a tournament actually held yearly where the initiates participate in sort of a free-for-all battle or, or a number of different things to test their lightsaber abilities and their force abilities. And there's an obvious winner of the, the tournament who will certainly receive a master, but it's mostly for the masters and knights to scope out basically all of the initiates and say who they think would be a good fit. And oftentimes that decision is directed by the force. And so they'll see, you know, 
what am I feeling with about this one? And the tournament is just a good way for them to get exposed to the Masters and to the Knights. As I mentioned, Masters and Knights, Jedi Knight is the next step after being a Padawan. I just want to mention one thing that I, I learned. I didn't know this, but mm-hmm. in a book, it talks about how Obi-Wan actually wasn't selected to be I'm gonna get to there. receive yeah. a Master. I'm going to get yeah. there. You can talk um, about that. I read that too. That's awesome. So, Jedi Knight is next. After you've been through training with the Master, um, you take the trials. And I'll also talk about the trials in a moment. And this is basically the test to see whether or not you can become a Jedi. And then once you have become past those trials, you become a Jedi Knight and you can operate freely within the galaxy, um, fulfilling the will of the Order and the Jedi. And you're basically your own agent. Um, And then to become a master typically involves training a Padawan into becoming a Jedi Knight. Mm. Um, But it can also just mean that you have achieved a certain level of skill or mastery of the Force, and it's the next natural step. And so part of the the ranking of master snub that Anakin received is he hadn't, he he just wasn't ready, you know? He hadn't received... A Padawan and, and taking them through their entire training. Yeah. Didn't have the wisdom. I mean, and they couldn't trust him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally. You know, there, there was a lot more to it, yeah. but that's part of the actual technicalities of it. And a master is there oftentimes on the council, although they also serve other missions and purposes. They oftentimes take a Padawan and um, go throughout the galaxy again executing the will of the Force and of the Jedi. And within Jedi Master, there's an honorific title um, of Grand Master, which Yoda holds. And that's the only Grand Master we see. Technically, I guess you could say Luke becomes the Grand Master because he's literally the only other Jedi. (laughs) He also becomes every member of the council. He (laughs) becomes... So, really, I mean, that's that's the most recent and, and... obvious one that we see is Yoda as the Grand Master. But if you actually look through the Jedi path, there are, you know, there, there are histories of previous Grand Masters and contributors to that mm-hmm. book. Um, but it's pretty cool. Initiates, after they've gone through their initial training, through their clans, there is a moment of decision where it's basically, is it the will of the Force and of the Council to have them proceed into becoming a Padawan. And some of these, it's not the case. They aren't to become a Padawan. And in that essence, they actually join the Jedi Corps. Hmm. And there are four branches of the Jedi Corps. There's the Medical Corps, the Education Corps, the Agricultural Corps, and the Exploration Corps. Man, imagine if you got put in the Agricultural Corps. <laughs> Obi-Wan was actually put in the Agricultural the Corps. Agri-Corps. Yeah. <laughs> And so he was he was uh, put in that. Poor buddy. He didn't get a master. He wasn't chosen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this is, I remember, this is old canon. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he wasn't chosen and was sent to this agricultural planet. Bandomir. Yep. And it ended up where there was a mission. I think there were pirates or something that came. But it ended up that um, Qui-Gon Jinn ended up on Bandomir. Mm-hmm. And... There, things got hairy, and Obi-Wan actually ended up saving his life and yeah. got a second chance, and Qui-Gon took him on as an older Padawan mm-hmm. and um, made him his apprentice, and yeah. that began the greatest partnership that the Jedi have <laughs> the, ever seen. Uh, <laughs> greatest partnership of all time? Since the, that began the, like the love story that Jason read. <laughs> also not canon, <laughs> by the way. Hey, man. Never, Everything's legends now. 
<laughs> I, that fanfic is as valid. Yeah, as it is. It is Obi Wan. Unfortunately, being the here's the thing. I Obi Wan is very interesting. I mean, we, you kind of get a sense of this from a few of the episodes, episode one and two and three, a little bit. Uh, but that Obi Wan w- wasn't always, you know, he he's always very, you know, in control and seems very, you know, I don't know, I don't know what's the word to use, like. He's he's a wise master. Right, he's very wise yeah. and yeah. He, he's, poised. He's, he's poised. He's he's in control of himself yep. completely. Yep. But I think poised. you get <laughs> poised. <laughs> I think before that, you really get a. He really must have been kind of a fiery, you know. He young, was. Yeah, youngling. he was pretty impetuous. Yeah, um, kind of like Anakin, kinda, but kind of pretty not angry, annoying. And he yeah. he put a lid on it. Yeah, he, <laughs> he kind of like missed his opportunity because I think there was like an age gate or something like that to mm-hmm. receive. It was like thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, and he between was just, twelve and fourteen is typically when Padawans are chosen. Yeah, and he was like fourteen and hadn't gotten chosen, so like he missed his chance basically. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. pretty cool. I mean, yeah. and they talk about there, there's a reassignment council. Um, that decides whether they move into one of these four core, the Jedi Service Corps. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are, you know, a number of these options. The Agricor, basically, they, they use... It's cool because there are actually Masters and Jedi Knights who operate within the Service Corps as well. Okay. Um, a lot of them necessarily aren't agents going through and being peacekeepers throughout the galaxy. A lot of them... <laughs> fill in these different gaps. And so in the Agricor, there is... Agricor is like Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> they cool. use the Force to help sustain life and grow life and understand agriculture. And it's it's kind of cool, actually. And so yeah. there are some masters who have an affinity for that kind of Force. Herbology? They got a green yeah, thumb. They do. They got a green thumb. They got a green Force thumb. And so they will do that. Um, and then we have the medical core and the educational core, the the Jedi path sort of lumps these two together. They are the smallest of the the additional core because the tenets of the Jedi, a lot of them, you're, you're trained in healing and you're trained in history and politics anyway. Um, but these people are specialists mm. in that. The medical core, I mean, they've got these like healing fire crystals, healing crystals of fire, which basically can bring back someone from the brink of death mm. and you need the force to tap into that. Um, and the educational core is basically equally lame. And <laughs> they study the holocrons, which is actually cool. Um, but then the fourth, which is the coolest, is the exploration. Well, I was just saying, I want to go be a freaking Indiana Jones Jedi. <laughs> so what they do, they, they have these massive ships um, with basically very minor weapons, mostly defense and rations, but they're huge. And a lot of times they might even take initiates on these ships, initiate Padawan, Knight, and Master, and they go and explore the far reaches of the galaxy right. to find new species to maybe become part of the Republic, to basically get an education. It's like Star Trek, honestly. It sounds like Star Trek. It's totally Star Trek. Yeah, it's totally Star Trek. And so they go throughout these processes. And so sometimes, you know, being put on the core, if you didn't get to become a Padawan, it's not that bad. (laughs) Um, It's actually a pretty big honor to be put on the Exploration Corps. Um, But there are these processes as well. So the the Service Corps is actually kind of cool. And a lot of Masters, oh, one of them, um, some Jedi have the ability to sort of use force navigation mm. and so that they can navigate through dense hyperspace Ooh, as they're going through these wow. exploration trips and try and find out where there might be a good place to go. Honestly, they, can navigate, like, they find paths through hyperspace. That's like, 
That's really impressive. Very impressive. Yeah. Okay, if you can go I would at, rather be in a Cora than just be in a Well, if you can navigate up. at light speed, like yeah. mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, and th- this is th- the exploration core has the highest proportion of knights and masters serving in it, more so than the other three. Um, some masters, reading here from the Jedi Path, specialize in the art of force navigation, a technique that uses outward directed meditation to smooth the tangles of hyperspace and penetrate territories believed to be off limits. Tangles. Yeah. So they're just they're just learning. They're just gathering knowledge, which I I love that that's one of the tenets of. Jedi and Sith, honestly. Yeah. I know we mentioned this in the Sith episode. Knowledge is valued so highly. Yeah, it's everything. Above even just, I mean, power kind of comes from knowledge, and it, it, they don't separate them. I think it's so cool how they need to understand history and even politics, all of these things. They focus on that. Um, and moving into the three pillars of the Jedi, knowledge is the second pillar. Yeah. You know, more than uh, self-discipline, which that's where lightsaber dueling comes in. It's where, like, using the Force comes in. Like, you have well, the to first, The first one the, is the Force. Yeah, first one is the but Force. But, like, but self... It has a lot to do with self-discipline. Oh, uh, yeah, it does, absolutely. Which is interesting. But the, this is their order. Number one is the Force and understanding it and how to use it and how... Basically learning to let it flow through you instead yeah. of being a block to it. And then knowledge, obviously, the understanding more of history and of the Force and why the Jedi do what they do and how they operate, and then self-discipline. This is mainly the lightsaber training mm-hmm. and kind of how you behave. So that's they emphasize you need to understand the Force and have this knowledge and this responsibility before we let you touch a sword. Yeah. I, I mean, and here's the thing. Say what you will about The Last Jedi, but I really did love the way that um, that she kind of went through the Force with Luke when she did, like, life Death, that was cool. Va- you know, violence, yeah, peace. That was cool. I loved cool. how they went through that and kind of showed the full scope of what the Force is and the discipline of the balance between. I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah, I loved that. And, and you know, I was hoping even for more of that to yeah, be Yeah, more philosophy like we talked a about, little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I want to see. I mean, Luke, Luke touched on it enough to where I was satisfied, mm-hmm. where he's saying, you think the Jedi own that? Yeah. You know, it, it is the balance. It's everything. It's and the early Jedi that... I mean, before it was Jedi. The Jedi. Yeah, that Jason mentioned. I mean, they were sent away if they focused too much on one side of it. It was about the balance. Yeah. And even reading in this dumb Jedi Path book, it's kind of, I say dumb because, like, they have little notes scrawled in by the, the readers who have been, like, Luke and Qui-Gon and mm-hmm. Obi-Wan and stuff like that. But <laughs> it does talk at the beginning. There's a note from Qui-Gon saying... If compassion is one of the main tenets of the the Jedi, I you know that often leads to love. I don't see why we shouldn't, you know, focus on that. And even in our last Jedi prediction episode, I was saying Qui Gon felt the most to have the actual greatest understanding of what the Force was actually supposed to be, even though he wasn't on the Council. You know, he had the greatest understanding, which is why he was at least in the modern Star Wars era the first one to become a ghost. Mm-hmm. Is because he knew more about the Force and more of the actual balance and How allowing to ourselves that. to love. Yeah, and which I would cry if in the Obi Wan movie we get to see Qui Gon Jinn. Oh, I would yeah. lose it. I'm I honestly like an Obi Wan movie would get me. Probably as excited as as any of the actual Star Wars one through 
nine. Because it's like Han Solo, like sure, okay, fine. yeah, yeah. Rogue One, even I, I loved Rogue One. Yeah. I totally. But loved it's like it. also it's like, sure, whatever. Yeah, but Obi Wan, it's like, oh no, he's actually from and, like the yeah. movie. And, and, and I think, and I think actually, Ewan McGregor. The fans are so protective, and they're yeah. they are so yeah. adamant that it has to. It, be. it wouldn't. It wouldn't be anyone other than Ewan McGregor. Yeah, I honestly be. don't. I'm not afraid at yeah. all that they'll make it anyone else. Yeah, no, I don't I'm think sure so. it will be Ewan McGregor. Yeah. yeah. 100% sure. But, like, I think it's really interesting um, with all that because it kind of does tie in a little bit with the teachings of the Jedi mm-hmm. in a way that they, the Jedi, is, um, were all about knowledge before mm-hmm. fighting. Yeah. Like, they, more than anything, they studied. I mean, they did teach a little bit of, like, martial arts and stuff like that. Yeah. But they you said were, they were philosophers. They were very peaceful and they, they valued knowledge over everything. Yeah. And that's how the Jedi are, is... They are pacifists. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Jedi above any, above all, are pacifists. Like yeah. they won't fight unless they have to. Yeah, I mean they w- they would they want to use the force before anything. Yeah. you know, there there are these levels. They learn negotiation and then to use the force, and then last resort is to use your mm-hmm. your lightsaber and actually engage in which, aggressive negotiations. <laughs> which I think is interesting because it's like Sith Lord is standing right in front of me. And the first thing I have to do is talk to him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. Yeah, a lot of banter. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of political banter. <laughs> in this in this training for the Jedi and in their lightsaber training, there are different forms. Um, form one, they all have to learn and master. It's basically the Mario of forms. <laughs> all around, no specialization, not going to be particularly good against a Force user or against multiple weapons or either any of those things, but it's always kind of what you can fall back on, and it's consistent. And this is basically just how to handle a lightsaber and go through the different cadences um, of of battle. After that, there are numerous forms. Form 2, it focuses more specifically on swordplay and facing someone else who has a saber or a sword. And they're saying, you know, a lot of times you won't face a, a bladed opponent anymore and they were unaware of the resurgence of the Sith. Um, but others choose to focus on this. Dooku um, practiced Form 2, and he was the he was good. greatest swordsman. Yeah. Um, and Form 3, I think it was 3 that was defensive. 3 or 4 was was basically an impenetrable... impenetrable it was 3. Yeah. 3 was hyper-defensive. 4 was more aggressive, more attacking. I think there are like 6 or 7. Um, the 7th is Vapad which is what Master Windu practiced. And this is, again, an argument for uh, more of a balance of the Force because it actually required the user to tap into the dark side. And so Mace Windu actually fought with rage and anger, but he channeled it well enough to, to where it was that powerful. He didn't give way. He didn't let those emotions control him, but his control of them made him the most powerful swordsman that, that, that we see again in the modern Era. He defeated Emperor Palpatine single-handed. Oh yeah. yeah, and and that you know when we see his battle with Yoda, I mean they are battling more with the Force as well as the lightsabers, and so that's that's more of an all-around battle. But Mace Windu beat the Sith Lord mm-hmm. in a lightsaber duel. Yeah. yeah, which that's an argument for you know a balance in the Force balance. and and. Yeah controlling that passion because passion can be powerful and absolutely useful Mm -hmm. and i just want to mention something that i actually think is cool too uh, about count dooku is he was a master in 
let's see, single-handed um, lightsaber fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, so just fighting with one hand instead of holding it with two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a fencing man. Yeah, like, a, like yeah. a fencer, kind of. Yeah. And that's why his lightsaber hilt was crooked. Mm-hmm. It was like... Because it's more balanced. You can have more control. Yeah, it's it's for more of an aggressive, like, single-handed fighter. Okay. Yeah. And Asajj Ventress was the same way. Like yeah. her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, lastly, for, for training, I want to talk about the Jedi Trials. Um, this is what a Padawan goes through to become a Jedi Knight. Mm-hmm. There's the Trial of Skill, Trial of Courage, Trial of Spirit, Trial of the Flesh, and Trial of Insight. A lot of these trials have actually varied over the years, over the centuries and millennia that the Jedi and Jedi have been around. As they understand and basically gain at uh, different levels and, and other times it's more appropriate where it may not be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, was going to say, because I, I have a list of trials where they're a little bit different. I, I mm-hmm. have, there's nine where there's like teamwork, forgiveness, Those are different, I don't think. Yeah. Um, this is, well, the trial of skill, it basically their competence with the lightsaber and the principles of control. So that's where the self-discipline comes in. And it's more than just lightsaber fighting. It is their ability to channel and control themselves in various different scenarios um, and so it's not just a physical challenge it's abs- it's absolutely the force it, it permeates through all of these things um, but it is lightsaber combat is most attached to this one because they have to, you gotta fight with a lightsaber of course um, it varies, all the trials you know, will vary based on the Padawan themselves, there's more of a pattern um, ver- depending on the era that it's in but it's it's different. You might fight a Sith hologram. You might have to fight an actual, you know, swordsman of the council. Different things like that, and just hold your own. Um, and the next is the trial of courage. This basically says, are you going to face evil, even if it's daunting and seems overwhelming? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is in previous cases, a Padawan was considered to pass the trial of courage if he or she demonstrated battlefield heroics, such as standing up to a vastly powerful Sith lord. Um, and that's how Obi-Wan actually passed this because he killed <laughs> Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so there are those differences. If you have kind of been field tested, you pass that trial automatically. But if they haven't been in a situation like that, they'll simulate it for you. The council will. Uh, trial of the flesh. Again, Padawans who survived a war injury passed this trial on evidence of their scars, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, that, and it used to actually be, um, they said this is sort of a barbaric treatment of it. Um, it used to be that they would, during the Pious Dea era, they, the, the Jedi Order subjected Padawans to torments of cold, cuts, sonic shocks, and the application of sustained low-powered blaster fire in a technique that the smugglers called the burning. So that's like this Jedi cool. training? Yeah. So that, that sounds almost like, you know, ritualistic, like... Yeah. Now what, condemned what as barbarism, this practice yeah, is best understood as a product of its time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it sounds like how, it's you pretty know, gnarly. monks will, like, hit yeah. themselves with whips or yeah. whatever. Self-mutilation, yeah. self-flagellation. Well, because, like, even with, uh, like, when they would practice swordplay, they would do it with, like, wooden swords. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So this is pretty gnarly, pretty gnarly. just to see if they can withstand pain. Oh um, beyond that, though, now it's, it's a little more evolved, and they also subject them to emotional pain and basically force you're them you're fat and you're <laughs> stupid and you never have friends I'm not your friend no you're one, useless if you no don't one do here this. likes you your force abilities kind of suck you are less than subpar you're an embarrassment to the order oh I talked to your mother this morning <laughs> yeah you haven't seen her in years her. and years she is so much better off with that she's, she's over it <laughs> just your so mama over jokes it. over and over again <laughs> 
Um, just holding a phone with his mom on the other line. You want it? <laughs> you want it? <laughs> to Anakin? Yeah. It's oh, on mute. You want to yeah. talk to her? <laughs> mom, please, mom. Hey, Thinking about your mom? Oh, okay. <laughs> End, End call. call. Yeah. <laughs> Similar. Uh, oh, <laughs> no, they do basically uh, take you through losing, you know, you, you are giving up the closest bond you, you have known. And they have you do that. Uh, mm-hmm. Trial of Spirit. This one is what we see Luke go through in episode five and what we see Ray go through in episode eight. Mm-hmm. Basically, Ray's was hardly a trial. <laughs> it yeah. was just weird. It was more of like a discovery thing. Yeah. yeah. Trial. It, was a, it was an interesting but like, segue. She didn't like really discover that much. No. She discovered herself. Yeah. Kind of. Like, she didn't know. I mean, she went where the dark was, but then it wasn't even like <laughs> yeah, but like, that dark. Luke's was way cooler. But like, <laughs> Kylo told her. Yeah, true. <laughs> she knew, but yeah. like wouldn't say it. it no, the reason I, I we get that cool snapping. It was cool. <laughs> that was cool snapping. <laughs> we practiced. Yeah, we, we did, did practice. Did go. Oh shoot! That was my bad. That was my yeah. bad one. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> should close. It was my bad. We got yeah. one round. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> um, Luke's was way cool. It's gonna be fun to he edit that. Fights <laughs> Darth Vader. Why are we editing that? Yeah, we edit that out. No, it's fine. Sound. Yeah, Luke fights Darth Vader and, and finds out it's him. Slices his head yeah. open. Really cool. That was really cool. Yeah, that was a cool discovery. Yeah. Um, Ray, and the reason I say say this is what Ray went through is because this trial of spirit is known among some as facing the mirror. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Look into yourself and see what you're made of. In the mirror. Um, <laughs> so this is this is really impossible. This is um, more within your own mind. So mm-hmm. the, the council can't simulate this for you. There's a master who accompanies you and who will nudge you along the path you don't want to go down because you have to delve into sort of that deepest part of your meditation. Mm-hmm. And so they'll oftentimes have out-of-body experiences. They'll leave Coruscant altogether in their mind and, and go to these different journeys and these different paths. I, I think this one's super cool, actually, because they just you go through your mind and you have to face whatever, you know. Comes out. Yeah, basically. Um, and then there's the trial of insight, which is basically Could kind of just guarding that? against deception and having the sense, the force sense to to sense the right and the wrong and the it's intuition also and insight. Um, I mean, because you, you hear that a lot in the Jedi, you know, search your feelings, trust your emotions yeah, sort yeah. of thing. And so they, they deceive them and misdirect them and you know, basically you have to pass these sort of mental puzzles and tests um, to see if you have that proper insight. Hmm. So you, you basically can tell when people are lying. Hmm. <laughs> um, and that's, those are the, those are the trials. There have been exceptions, Sorry. obviously. Um, Obi-Wan was an exception. He had to jump right into training Anakin, but had proven himself certainly and was, became one of the greatest Jedi. Anakin also I don't, I don't, does it go over his trials in the Clone Wars? Like in the Anakin's? animated? Oh, it, it does. Well, the, you see a little bit of it in the first Clone Wars animated series, not the 3D, not the like the four season, the miniseries. Uh, oh, in the cartoon. Correct. Yeah, that's right. You see a little bit of that where it's like yeah. him losing his his braid and yeah. the, the whole trial of him. That's right. Finally becoming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, and like you, you see how he gets like his scar too. Yeah. Asaz Ventress gave him that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Anyway. Guys, if you haven't, more so than even Rogue One, <laughs> it, it, it is. if you haven't seen the original 
Clone Wars cartoon, the Jendi Tartakovsky. Yeah, it's all on YouTube yeah. it's, in its entirety. It's astounding. It is because for me, that's like, okay, this is the true capacity of a Jedi. Like <laughs> the ability to jump and run and, com- you know, use force in that way. I'm jump like, and run. Jump and run. <laughs> <laughs> the ability to see a Jedi run. To walk. Run, run, run. To, to, to breathe. <laughs> to, to see with their eyes. <laughs> to use their feet the with truth. walking. <laughs> No. <laughs> to grab things with their hands. <laughs> yeah. No, but really it is. like there, It, sh- no, it shows the level of show power. Cool. And well, actually, they kind of do depth. that in, in the prequels a little bit. Like, you see a lot of um, mm-hmm. for speed and yeah. they yeah. jump really true. high. Like, it's very yeah. true. But but even then, I mean... More jumping and running. <laughs> again, with the walking and the... No, all I, all I have to say is, is Mace Windu versus the My super battle droids. gosh. Oh, it's cool. Yeah. Great, it's like the greatest yeah, battle scene cool. of all time. Yeah. Um, so that... That was kind of our, especially for us, maybe those of our younger listeners might not get it as much, but this was the first little bonus Star Wars thing it that was. we got. Um, and it, it was Especially a big a hit. Yeah, from the creator of Samurai Jack. This is, It was like yeah. as good as you could get. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder, I mean, nowadays, if we were, you know, 10 years younger or more, 15 years younger, would we like Rebels <laughs> the way we, we, us, like Clone Wars, maybe. the original? Yeah. I, I think I, I, think I would. Get, oh, I, th- I think it's so dumb. <laughs> I don't like the animation. I think that's my biggest issue with it. Yeah, I think it's just cheesy. It's a little too childish for some reason. Like yeah. they kept the the animated Clone Wars the, on Cartoon Network. Yeah. Like wasn't childish. Yeah. It People, was just Star Wars like, in cartoon. Yeah, I, I've never watched it, but I, I started like the first three episodes, and mm. it's super freaking cool. You, like, you, you really haven't cool. seen the whole thing? No, no, he, he, he's, he's referring to oh, I'm re- the, the second series. Clone Wars, the the three D animated one. On, on oh, ne- not not the Netflix. Cartoon Network. No, 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 no. no. Okay, okay. Difference. But, but but that one is good. That one is good. Yeah, I started. It's actually really cool, dude. Yeah, yeah. I saw a little bit of it. It's I, good. I, I it's, should give that one a try. I should too. It's not. I I, just I mean, it won't be Jendi's. No, nothing in my mind. Nothing can talk yeah. Jendi's. But I, I, how did that come up? What? What were we talking about? Jendi Tarkovsky's force abilities, maybe? Or? I don't. Uh, we're talking about the trial. Oh, I was just asking about oh, Anakin, Anakin's and exceptions to yeah. the trials. Yeah. So. I, Depending on its wartime, sometimes they can't afford to do it. I think that was the case, and I didn't know. I'm only basing this off of the little notes that they're, they are in this. But Ahsoka, I think, didn't wasn't able to go through the trials because it, she was being trained during the Clone Wars and in yeah. the war. And so a lot of her trials, in quotes, um, were just on the battlefield. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the the gist I have of training. of training. Yeah, it's, there's a lot to it, and Which there's is even a big, more to big it. Part. You know, and and knights always you know taking on padawans and that sort of relationship. Um, I, I did like how it was saying how it's kind of, it can be pretty tough for a padawan because they're expected to kind of come in and be and keep up with a master. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a lot of times that their some of their greatest temptations are self pity or doubt because you know how how are you supposed to do this? But the the bond that's forged is is unbreakable between a master and a and a padawan and they I mean that's one of the best ways for them to learn. It's like how if you're learning a language, one of the best things to do is just go to the country and live Speak there. The language, yeah. Yeah. And just be immersed in it. But similarly, you know, the best way for a Jedi to become fully realized would be to surround yourself with that kind of ability and Act keep like up. a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's, cool. that's cool. training. Yeah. I I'll, I'll so I'll kind of wind down the episode here. We're talking a little bit about the customs and the force abilities. I want to start out with the Jedi code, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. Yeah. We should have led with this. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> Probably. Uh, 
There is no emotion, there is peace. There is no ignorance, there is knowledge. There is no passion, there is serenity. There is no chaos, there is harmony. There is no death, there is the force. It's kind of... I agree with half of that. Yeah, (laughs) I'm like, shoo. There is no emotion? Get out of here. No passion? Come on. Um, We are going to do the rest of this episode emotionless. Yeah, for the sake of the Jedi Code. Important to note, though, that talking about that balance... I mean, Qui-Gon wanted to love. Obi-Wan did, in fact. Yes. You know, and, okay. Here, and Luke had a wife. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's what's interesting. I'm going to just... Yeah, you, sorry. You bring it, no, you bring it up, so we'll, we'll talk about okay. it. Okay. The romantic relationships within the Jedi Council and within Jedis, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know that Kit Fisto and Ayla Secura had a romantic relationship? <gasps> Wow. Yeah. I like that. Masters on the council. Rick, yeah, within the council. Wow. He's not the only one to have one within the council. Qui-Gon Jinn in Legends had a relationship with someone named Tall, who's mm-hmm. also a Jedi, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Which yeah. I think obviously sheds more light on why he yeah. wasn't on the council and why he was so... Yeah. Well, he was pretty rebellious. He, he was, was super rebellious. Yeah. But I mean, that's why I'm... It's weird how he's I so wise he and so best. rebellious. Yeah, he knew the more about the Force than the Jedi. And yeah. I think it's interesting... Um, Obi-Wan's upbringing is so unconventional. Yeah. Like, his his training with with Qui-Gon Jinn, obviously, mm-hmm. and then with Yoda, like, he... Very unconventional yeah. training. And with Anakin. I mean, he he had to... They, they oh, were basically... training Anakin. Training yeah. together. He rubbed shoulders with the most powerful Jedi yeah. ever. Uh, he Obi-Wan, himself being... His, his, his love was actually explored in Clone Wars series. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's her name again? Satine, I think. Satine. Satine, that's right. Is it actually Satine? I think it is. Isn't that the chick from Moulin Rouge also... Sabine. Is it? Now I'm a little confused because yeah. it would be really funny actually if they made. <laughs> yeah, it's a team. It's a team in, in Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Look up really quick the Moulin Rouge one. Moulin Rouge is love interest in Moulin Rouge. Yeah. There's, it, or just type in Moulin Rouge and cast and then we can see. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, while you're pulling up that, Satine. It is Satine. That is hilarious. Okay, did they did they do that on purpose? I hope so. They. That is. They had to at least someone had that to can't been aware. be a coincidence. They couldn't yeah. have passed through that many levels of whatever. Yeah, someone like no wait way. a sec. That's funny. That is great. But yes, that is explored a little bit. And Luke actually marries a reformed Sith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> and um, that's the new order. Anything goes, starting with Luke. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. I mean, and that kind of just ties into, so the Jedi's, their their way of life and their kind of... You said Jedi's. What did I say? Or maybe you're saying you're starting with possessive, like the Jedi's way. Correct. Okay, the, my the, bad. The Jedi's way of life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so, okay, the Jedi <laughs> as, a, as a whole, the Jedi, their kind of school of thought or their, the way they approach things, we touched on a little bit, but it's through public service, it's through sacrifice, and it's through discipline. Um... And in that sense, they really are just like a group. It's a religious sect in the sense that it's it's monastic, and they're and they're just a bunch of devoted monks that kind of don't allow themselves worldly pleasures and attachments, um, whether they're physical or whether they're like material attachments. They're not wealthy, but they're provided for in the temple with food and clothes and whatnot. Right. But they really don't have yeah. stuff, and they don't very few material possessions. Yeah, they, they don't. That's not something that's part of the thing. And even they their clothes and a lightsaber. Exactly. Even, <laughs> I was gonna say even their clothes. It's funny leading up to the current Jedi Order in like episodes one, two, and three. Um, they kind of switch to like, you can kind of wear whatever you want. And then they realize, it's funny, right? It's like they realize that that even was too much materialism. So like, just wear robes all the time. <laughs> and so they just switch. It's like schools have uniforms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like you wear your utility belt and your robes, and that's all you wear ever. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Um, and a poncho sound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Ooh, see Qui-Gon and Anakin ponchos. ponchos. 
Only if you're on a desert planet. Um, <laughs> and you can sleep shirtless. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that was a secret relationship anyway. <laughs> um, but the the way, just the way that the Jedi really are, it is very extreme. Their their dedication to learning the Force and to being a part of this. Uh, philosophy in this religion it it takes everything you leave all attachment behind obviously we see that with losing family and no no, you know you're not allowed to have love although the concept of the jedi is that you have a love and respect for all life but that's kind of it's like it's almost paradoxical in Mm -hmm. that you love everything but not too much not Not too closely kind of a general yeah Love for, for fellow men and mankind, but never a, yeah. an intimate it's love. It's like on Guardians of the Galaxy 2. He's like, yeah, I feel like a kind of general love for everyone. <laughs> um, I watched it finally. Did you? Did you? Yeah, I, th- I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was pretty good. It's I mean, again, it's not as good as the first. No, see where everyone is coming from. But I know I liked it. It's yeah. new. It's fresh. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a lot of fun. And we're talking yeah. about that because funny, still it was super inspired funny. by Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's just an just interesting thing real quick. Jedi occupations, I think, is really interesting. And kind of the customs. There are three Jedi occupations, I guess, like places you can mm-hmm. be in. You can be a guardian. Janitor. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> just all janitor, uh, painter. And receptionist. <laughs> oh, That's gosh. it. Yeah. <laughs> Obi-Wan is a receptionist. Uh, no, but it's a guardian, a sentinel, and a... And a consular mm-hmm. Jedi. Mm-hmm. The Guardians are basically, that's the council, and that's that's more of the com- combative. Combat? Is it combat? Combat. Just say combat. No, combat. <laughs> Boys. <laughs> that, 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 and that's the order, and that's the ones that fight, right? And they're mm-hmm. the more militarized ones. The Sentinels are interesting. They're more of like, they have investigator Jedis who are kind of like the police. And they, Jedi. Thank you, sorry. I keep doing that. Yeah. Uh, the, the, they kind of monitor the, the temple. And they kind of are guardians of the temple and make sure that within well, the sentinels, not guardians. Okay, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> they're watchers of the temple. Um, I guess that is. There's so many yeah, <laughs> words that I got to clarify. Sure. Uh, sentinels, yeah, but I mean these are almost police force a little mm-hmm. bit, and they're security. security. Yeah, and then you have the consular. Hobart. What? <laughs> they are. They have their segways. <laughs> Uh, but then you have the consulate. They have Yoda's little floating seat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a bunch of those. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Why does he get that? <laughs> I don't know. Why did he lose it? <laughs> I wish in in Empire Strikes Back he was still floating around. <laughs> he should battle Palpatine yeah, in that should. thing. Yeah, man. He'll scoot around. Just fly around his head. Yeah. <laughs> Orbiting. Uh, and then you have the consular, which is more the diplomatic Jedi. They're like the political mm-hmm. kind of pabs, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> they, don't, they don't fight. They don't do anything. They, they just talk. They focused more on, on the Force than lightsabers. Yeah, true. Um, uh, and I guess that, that brings me into... The the last thing I want to talk about force abilities and within the within the light side force abilities there are three schools of thought you have control sense and alter um, and honestly looking at the wiki of all the force abilities overall it's insane I mean we talked a little bit about them in the Sith and there's some really cool abilities I'm just gonna say honestly dark side has way cooler force abilities <laughs> for like, sure like enormously and more way more like twice as many as light side abilities. There's way cooler dark side abilities. Like, yeah. uh, just the way they can control weapons and, and what they can do like with psychic minds. Jedi, it's like, oh, healing. No, it is, it is. But here's the thing there's still some <laughs> cool if stuff. healing isn't cool. No, healing, it's cool. <laughs> there's still some cool stuff within the light side. Like, you have the fire an, crystals. Like, cool. you have uh, animal friendship. 
<laughs> you can like wow. kind of like That's emotionally cute. communicate That's with animals cool. through I'd the do forest. That one. That's cool. Um, so I can talk to my neighbor's cat. <laughs> True. <laughs> I was um, reading some of these. Like it feels. I guess the more I've played D and D, like a lot of these things feel very D, especially like the clans. Oh yeah, oh absolutely. The clans totally feels like like a class or a background. It totally for does. initiates. Some of these spells and some of these abilities are yeah. totally D and D. I mean, which is you again, you really have to appreciate what D and D did for sci fi and fantasy in general. Any video game format borrows heavily from D and D. It was, oh, like, it was really kind of yeah. the first thing of its kind. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was so a little plug for, for actually the the true contribution D and D has yeah. made. Um, but I mean, you have like your, your basic stuff of, you know, jumping, force push, <laughs> jumping, jumping, running, running. <laughs> gosh, dang it. Um, it is a thing. Force jump is a thing. It is. Yeah. It is. No, it's just funny that, I know. Again, I always go to those. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you have, you have some. Jaren really wishes he could jump I and could run. Jump and run. <laughs> My D&D character, he doesn't, not that good at magic, but he has jump and run. <laughs> no, the one of the spells, Jaren could have chosen like a lot of different spells. I chose, he chose jump high jump. and run fast. <laughs> Oh. oh man, um, which is going to be useful eventually. Hey man, it will someday. Absolutely, I will save us all. Um, but there's some that are actually very cool. <laughs> um, there's one called Moritro, which is essentially you can put someone in a coma with the force. Like oh yeah, immediately. yeah, yeah. Yaddle is very. Um, she likes to use this force <laughs> ability, but she Yaddle. can slow down basically a human or a living thing's just vitals and That's just cool. make it like their blood and all organs like pause. Wow. And she can sustain that for like a year. And sometimes they do that to themselves to help their minds get in touch with the force more. But if you do it for too long, it'll like give you brain damage. <laughs> 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 like you suffocate your brain for too long. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Also, you have like a wall of light that you can use of force. And if you can, you can Whoa. combine it with other Jedi and make like a huge wall of light, almost like a Patronus cool. or something, you know? It's kind of sweet. Or like Palutena in Super Smash. Right, exactly. Um, (laughs) But here's the thing. Overall, what you notice about light side force using is that it's more about, it's less about like physical, uh, you know, combat. And it's more about using the force to learn and to grow. And, And in this case, I mean, you have the thing with force ghosts. You have like the ability to tap into more meditation and to, to, to really get into the, the philosophy of the force rather than using it to kill people. You want yeah. to use it to learn and elevate. So it's less physical and it's more mental. And that's what the light side force users kind of have. Um, not as cool, yeah. <laughs> super smart. Um, and then well, we talked about a little bit, but you talked about m- making lightsabers. And I thought the process of going yes. to this, the, all the younglings go to this ice planet, Ilum, mm-hmm. and they go to the temple and there's this guy named Professor Hu Yang. Mm-hmm. Who's like the like, robot guy? Yeah, <laughs> who's like in charge of helping them kind of take them through and, and teach them how to make their crystals. But I, one thing I love is that the kyber crystal chooses you. Is that like yeah. it reacts to you being there, and the specific one will be like glow, or it will like yeah. the wand chooses the wizard. Ex- exactly, <laughs> it really is. But but it like it illuminates when it's true. Whatever. Here's the thing: if you fail, <clears throat> this is the gnarly thing. If you fail to make it, or if you fail to like get the crystal, you can never do it again. Mm-hmm. It's like a one-time bond that you have to make with the crystal and making the lightsaber. That if a uh, Padawan fails, they can never make a lightsaber. Interesting. It's cool too. Like, like the, the stakes the, are high concentration required again it's like on that molecular level yeah that you actually have to forge your lightsaber yeah you have to feel with the it. force which is why they're sent then to be totally isolated on this planet yeah. and sit in this cave <laughs> and 
fuse this lightsaber yeah. on the molecular level. Because the slightest thing could ruin everything, yeah. which, and which it explodes. Cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> fail. Um, but yeah, that's kind of some of the custom, some of the force yeah. abilities. Some Just jumping off lightsabers really quick. Um, oh, yeah. There are variants within mm-hmm. lightsabers. Mm-hmm. Um, a regular, I'm, I'm not going to list the names because some of them are kind of weird, but Regular lightsaber, we see Obi-Wan, Anakin, Qui-Gon have. Uh, Count Dooku has the most modest variant, which is just a curved hilt, mm-hmm. which is for balance. really helps with that form, two of lightsaber fighting, which mm-hmm. is swordsmanship against mm-hmm. another sword. Um, and then another variant, I don't remember the name, but it's a short, which is what Yoda uses. Um, oftentimes, Jedi will use that actually as a secondary weapon. So Ahsoka uses. But uh, Yoda just uses it as... as his primary, main, yeah. because... He's little. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's little. <laughs> there's another that's super weird where you actually have two crystals set in there, or you're only using half of the crystal, and then you kind of burst it so it gets, like, extremely long. Hmm. The, even the book was like, I don't see how this is applicable. <laughs> like, it's supposed to be used for, like, a surprise attack, but... That's weird. Like, kind of dumb. Um, and then there's the, like, the pike staff. Yeah, I just see you going into battle with this, like, Sephiroth sword. Yeah, <laughs> just giant, super, like, ten foot. feet long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, there's, like, a pike staff, which is a, a big old staff, and then the blade is short. Yeah. Uh, which is actually kind of what I wanted to see Rey use. Yeah, it's kind of what I wanted to see, too. Because she had, like, the staff, staff fighting. Abilities, yeah. all of the, I actually just want to see her All of the fan lightsaber. art has her with that. Yeah. The pike saber. Yeah. Um, um, double-sided. Mm-hmm. Again, that's... One, that was the first variant we saw, mm-hmm. and arguably the coolest. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, pretty dope. Which and they then, wrote for Ray Park. Yeah, that's so sick. And then there's actually a, a whip. Oh, a yeah, I've heard of that. Whip, yeah. Where instead of a kind of a rigid blade, it's more of a tendril, and you can whip it around. That's weird. feels also dumb. <laughs> I mean, I guess... So useless. So yeah. easy to, like, hurt yourself, too. Yeah. Well, there was, there was something like that in The Last Jedi with the Praetorian Guard. Kind of, yeah. yeah. I mean, those are like and those are like blades and, yeah. that have like a little bit of for like yeah. lightsabery yeah, coating. They're, they're more like laser. And those guys yeah. got beat. Okay. <laughs> those guys <laughs> lost. They did. Um, but now, just talking. Yeah, you know, lightsabers. There you yeah. Go. So that's kind of cool. But, that's cool. And there's... lightsabers can come in any color. Yeah, they can. Yeah. I mean, for that, that planet, at least mentioned in the Jedi Path, has green and blue crystals. It, well, no, but here, so here's the thing with that is on very rare occasions, for a Jedi anyway, for very on very rare occasions, a different color will choose. In the case of Mace Windu, mm-hmm. in the case of... In the case of Samuel L. Jackson wanting to see wanting himself. To, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Changed literally the entire the canon, canon of Star Wars. Just because he's great. Cool just because he's Sam. Um, I don't blame him. No. At all. It made him so cool. Yeah, it made him really cool. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, occasionally you will get um, a different color. Choo- yeah. And, it, again, it chooses you. So. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I don't know where I got this idea. I think it was from a video game or something. It must have been. I mean, in the movies, uh, pretty much all the Jedi, I think literally all the Jedi except Mace Windu have a red or a blue. I mean, yeah. a, a green, a green or, blue. or a blue lightsaber. But I think it, maybe it's in a video game or something. Plo Koon has yellow or orange. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And... Plo Koon was my favorite Jedi for the longest time just because he had... Because he had a different... Yeah. Or Super but like, cool. In the movie, he doesn't. No. Cool. Yeah, kind of a bummer. Kit Fistos is cool. He can operate underwater. Yeah. Um, I think it was actually the Force... No, no, no. Force Unleashed? Well, it was actually Jedi Outcast. Kyle Katarn had a yellow lightsaber. Yeah. That's, that's what else it was. Yeah. Kyle Katarn had yellow, which was super cool. I think Force Unleashed is the first time we really got to play with lightsaber colors, and they had just a... Vast spectrum. Well, before that, they, they're like three Re- kinds of blue lightsaber. Old Republic, you can play with anything. Did it? You can do white. You can do black. Okay. You can okay. Do I missed everything. that then. Yeah. 
that's the same in, in Force Unleashed. You oh, find cool. these crystals, and there's black and white and gray, le- different levels of stability Sick. as well, and, and you've shades. Got Imperial Knights who have white lightsabers. Which is awesome. Yeah, which that's is cool. really cool. Um, in, the, in the Clone Wars series as well, Ahsoka becomes a gray Jedi. Sorry, yeah. spoiler. Yeah. And she has two gray lightsabers. Oh, she has gray lightsabers. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that story is like, because, I mean, it covers kind of a broad time. Yeah. I don't know if it's actually in Rebels that she comes back as a great Jedi and faces Darth Vader. Maybe. Is, is Rebels, Rebels is Rebels canon for Disney? Yes. Yeah. It then is. no. Because Grey Jedi is very not canon. Oh. Really? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Well, well then that, that. I, I think that then <laughs> I don't know. must be that then. Um, but I think that's the That's history of Jedi. Yeah, dude, Jason, that's, that's all about us. the Jedi. Do it, boy. It's I hope fun. you guys enjoyed that, learned <clears throat> <Yeah>. something. <sighs> we spoke less about specific Jedi. when we, we had a lot more specific Sith that we talked about last yeah. time. Yeah. And we still mentioned them. We touched on them. Um, but st- studying specific Jedi is really fun, too. I mean, just knowing more about Obi-Wan and yeah. Mace Windu and his fighting style. That's one of my favorite little yeah, tidbits. Yeah. And he, he is, he's referred to as, like, officially the champion of the Jedi Order because yeah. he is just the, their, like, he's their best boy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that I love what Anakin says about Obi-Wan, how he's as powerful as Master Windu and, and as yeah, wise as Master Yoda. Yeah. I mean, th- those really are kind of the two paramount... Jedi. You know, th- yeah. yeah. It's Yoda and Mace Windu, man. It is. Well, cool, guys. Well, I got, like, a, a related related you, that's all right. that I was oh. thinking about. That's no, right. I, I have an unrelated and an unrelated oh, cool. as well. But I was just thinking, it's just like, who would win in a fight between Nia Nund and Bosk? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm afraid I would have to give it to Bosk. Yeah, probably Dude, Bosk. What, what do you Nia Nub impression, was it? Oh, <laughs> I wish I could remember. <laughs> The laugh. And the head going back and forth. (laughs) 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 This big, dumb, open mouth. It's almost (laughs) so cute. Huge lips. Almost as good as your Sims stuff. My Sims. Yeah. Yeah. Eat now. What a nip. The wall, the frenzen, the wobble snipe. Tell them all. Oh, my God. Did what? Meet up, minya. Meet up, minya. Which basically uh, sounds like Nia no. <laughs> Essentially. He's a sim. He's a Add sim. Add a dumb laugh oh to the end gosh. of it. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a green diamond over his head. Freak, yeah. I love him. I want to play Sims. No. I'm glad he didn't <laughs> die in Last Jedi. I'm glad he, he killed Akbar. I know. Yeah, they, well, he's dead, too. He deserved, he did, <laughs> he deserved better. Anyway, Jay, give us a, give us a, is it a, what is it called? It's a, it's a one? one? Well, no, we're doing, oh, he just did the related, three, related. Four, related. five, six. Unrelated, 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 unrelated. Okay, unrelated. everybody. Unrelated. Unrelated. Number nine. Number <laughs> So. Okay. Who would you rather be your mentor? Oh, for real. And now, I'm going to give you the liberty I'm going to give you some options, but I'm going to give you the liberty to choose someone other than my options that I okay. give you. Okay, I like that. Right? Um, Who would you rather be your mentor? Splinter. Oh. Morpheus. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mr. Miyagi. Oh. Mm-hmm. Or Mickey from Rocky. Oh. <laughs> you got to get him. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, well, let's say um, Mr. Mr. Keating from... Dead Poet Society as well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, uh, easy done. Duh, Keating. Um, I'll say Orpheus. Morpheus. Morpheus. I'll say Orpheus. <laughs> Morpheus. <laughs> I'll say Orpheus. Yes. Orpheus isn't that like a play? Yeah, Orpheus is like I don't, I don't know why. I, why 
I was stuck between two different things. Yeah. Morpheus. Because then I can just take a pill and know Kung Fu. <laughs> no, upload it. That's not the pill. I can upload Kung Fu. Correct. Upload. You can choose your path with Morpheus. Yeah. With Orpheus, though. <laughs> I, <laughs> Who's your... Th- oh, Mr. Miyagi. Ah, he's pretty cool, too. Oh, Mr. Miyagi. man. And Master Splinter's pretty yeah, cool. Splinter's, Splinter's dope, actually. He's, he's a really old cool. rat. Grumpy yeah. AF. Um, what a weird premise. A giant... Ninja Turtles, like, rat. Living in the sewers under the tutelage of a giant rat. A giant learning martial grumpy arts. rat named Splinter. Uh, uh, I would go... I love pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would go with... Uh, I'd probably go with Splinter. Yeah. Or, or Mr. Keating, if that was serious. <laughs> and I'll sure. take my Mr. Sure, Keating, because sure. he's the best. Now, now saying, listing Keating aside, these... Keating these aside? All Keating <gasps> aside. <gasps> Holy frick, that was an accident. <laughs> that was good. Jay, wow. good discovery. Um, you're, you're saying basically, essentially, martial arts instructors. Masters. And kind of spiritual guides as I, well. I was saying, yeah, like mentor. Because if you want to learn martial arts, it's something totally different. I okay. choose Uncle Iroh, 10 out of 10. Ooh, Iroh is good. I was also thinking, I mean, Qui-Gon. for the purpose of, I mean, Ra's al Ghul. <sighs> True. Maybe I'll just choose Batman because he's good. You got a little supernatural but teaching like, in there. Ra's al Ghul, like, Batman would top be Batman. A, a, Batman would be like a good overall everything trainer. Yeah, that's true. About it. I know. If Who I just want like a real again? mentor. What, what's Batman Beyond? Robins? No. <laughs> what's, what's the Batman Beyond guy's name again? Oh. Oh. Who is Bat- in Batman Beyond? Who is... Who's Batman? Oh, Terry McGinnis? Terry McGinnis. Mm, there you go. Yeah. There's yeah. an example. Yeah. Okay. Batman would be cool. Who would you choose? Iroh then? would be sick, yeah. Greatest. Of the ones that I chose? Yeah. yeah. It's tough. Um, <laughs> Morpheus is good because he, he seems see. smart and he knows martial arts. Yeah. Um, I really should have th- thought about this <laughs> beforehand. Like... <laughs> In a real-world scenario, I wouldn't want to live in the Matrix oh, yeah. universe. Oh, yeah. gosh. Um, so real-world, probably just Mr. Miyagi. Because really? I want to live in this same good mm, world that we live in. Man. But, That's fair. But, like, learn good things. That's cool. That's you know? cool. Hmm. Man. Okay. There yeah, you go. that's cool. There it is. Man, well, thanks. We're back. Oh, man, thanks for joining us. Nope, you're done. <laughs> oh, if we're talking me, about like, I, I you'd be the most consistent be teacher than ever. ever. No way, dude. He taught about neutral G. Oh, he'd be awesome. He's so annoying. He'd be so confusing. Oh, you'd have to you'd decode s- everything he says. You'd get so sick of him. But you'd be Absolutely. such a powerful earthbender. He'd be a great friend. He'd be so fun. Yeah, he'd be a good friend. He wouldn't be a great teacher. And he would teach you while you had fun. Yeah. If martial arts, though, if I had learned martial arts, it'd be from Batman, of yeah. course. Yeah. yeah, like overall mentor, yeah. totally Batman. Greatest martial yeah. artist. Yeah. Sorry, I just, oh, I was just thinking no, that's now. Good. That's now good. I'm all avatar, avatar mode. Now you're all morphitored. More orphitored. Orpheus tored. Morpheus Dorpheus coming at your Florpheus. Coming out your Florpheus. Well, thanks for coming back to us. We're coming back to you. And you're with us still. We're glad you yeah. still listen. Glad you stuck um, please follow us on all of our social medias. We got Instagram. We got Facebook. We got Twitter. You know what it is. Just look it up. <laughs> look Slip it us up. Don't follow us. Actually, it's been four weeks. Okay. Uh, Instagram. And Facebook. At, at every fan for himself. Yep. Twitter. Twitter. At EFFH podcast. Email himself at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Kind of sad we didn't hear from anybody over our little moratorium. Well, that's no okay. No one was like, where you been? We got, we My gotta, mom was. We got to earn it. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mo- you weren't home physically. It wasn't the podcast. You guys don't um, want to know about us. That's fine. That's okay. Yeah. They do. They do. We could have truly been dead. 
I sprained my ankle. Jake Jason did. sprained his ankle. That's news. I'm on That's crutches, <laughs> dog. <laughs> it's true. Uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. It helps our ego so much. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, we love you. <laughs> uh, I'm Jaren Jolly. I'm Eli Webb. I'm Jason Kenny. Thank you for listening. Love you. <laughs>